shirt. Okay, so wait. What does your shirt even say? I have not seen that shirt. What does it say? Parkway Drive. Is that new? Yes. When did you get it? Last week. Where did you buy it? From the concert store. It. Are you going to give me like one word answers this whole time? Yes. <laughs> Why? I'm asking you a question. Because you said I talk too much in social media clips. Oh, okay, first of all, that was like a week ago. Are you still bent out of shape about that? Yes. <laughs> all I wanted was that when I'm recording and I ask you a question, I just want you to give me an answer. You don't, I want you to say yes or no in the video because I only have a few seconds and then, you know, you go on and on. Okay. Oh, oh, you can be like that? Yes. <laughs> How long are you going to do this? Forever. <laughs> you promise? Yes. You said I'm funnier when I'm really myself and I only give two word answers, one word answers. All right. We'll see how this goes. Whatever. <laughs> Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boy. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to blow up your comfort zone at the tender age of 50? Well, we did just that. When our last kid went off to college, we hit the road in search of a new hometown. Now we bounce from city to city and bring you along for the ride. This is the Skip Town All-Stars podcast. Can I talk? As long as it's not too much. What's up, All-Stars? Welcome back to another episode of Skip Town. We are so excited today to bring you the Asheville, North Carolina episode. What's up, Trixie? How we doing? We're doing great. Uh, I'm really, I can't wait to talk about this city because we've read about it, heard about it for the last 15 years. This is a city in the making for us. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. Wait, but you're talking too long. How you doing, producer Phil? <laughs> I'm doing fabulous. Asheville is something that I'm interested in, too, because I see a lot of people talking about it now. Like a lot of people I know go visit it. And I'm like, what's so special about Asheville? So let's find out. I like it. That was a nice deflection. I know you are, you're feeling like the child in between mommy and daddy fighting right now. I love it. Don't argue. <laughs> Did he talk too long? No, Phil always talks the appropriate amount. You do not. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get into it. Asheville, North Carolina. If you caught our Greenville, South Carolina episode, you know that my cousin Doreen, whoop, whoop, what's up Doreen and family? Love you guys. Uh, had a lot to say about Greenville, South Carolina, but we actually ended up meeting her and her beautiful family and going to the Biltmore in North Carolina. We did. It was really such a great day. Uh, gosh, when was the last time that you have talked to Doreen? It seems like our travels and our podcasts have brought so many people into your life, especially that I've never met or even knew about. And Doreen is obviously one of them. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I, I mean, Facebook kind of brought us back together in a way, but in person, I don't think I, I mean, I must have seen her maybe when I was 10 or 12 years old or something like that. And to be to be clear, she is my dad's cousin's daughter. So second was, cousin was that make it Phil? you're black. You know how this works. Yeah, we just say cousins. That's it. <laughs> okay. Like a, like a black and Samoans. They're always have like huge families. So they yeah. Just say, cousins oh i've seen the t-shirts on the way mm -hmm. to to las vegas are you kidding me mm -hmm. like the 
Simpson family reunion and there's like 15 people in green or pink t-shirts and they're all like, I'm her fifth cousin removed second times, two times over or whatever. No, he says it's just cousin. You just say cousin. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it's a big family. Anyway, uh, so I'm her cousin. I'm her cousin <laughs> to put it down to one word answer. Uh, and so uh, anyway, I had the opportunity and we talked about this in the Greenville episode. She is the one that sort of inspired me initially to think of Greenville, South Carolina as a potential place for us to live. Uh, and Greenville did not disappoint, but we had the option to meet her there and drive up to the Biltmore in North Carolina, but I I thought the Biltmore was just going to be like, I don't know. To me, it sounded like the Four Seasons or, you know, some other hotel. I just thought it was like one of those elegant hotels, like the kind we found in Quebec City. Yeah, no, you were wrong. I was. Yeah. So about 10 years ago, we were in North Carolina, Bryson City, and I had asked you if you would like to go to the Biltmore with me. I asked my girlfriend at the time who was with us if she wanted to go to the Biltmore. I even asked her husband, and everyone's like, no, I don't want to get to the Biltmore. And now all of a sudden, everyone's like, the Biltmore, the Biltmore. Yes, so the Biltmore is really uh, one of the oldest homes built by the Vanderbilts in the like, 1800s. It's the crazy. Vanderbilts. Yeah, it's insane. Uh, they turned it into a museum, and um, there are – Ho- there's there's a hotel on the grounds, but you can't stay at the Biltmore, which I did not know that. Um, for all these years, I when you put you know pull up hotels and you pull up the Biltmore, uh, you don't. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't realize that you actually can't stay in it. I thought the entire time that you could book hotel time, it was at the Biltmore, and it's not. It's a hotel on the property, but not in the Biltmore. Uh, so. That was news to me. I was like, oh, well, why don't we just get a room with the Biltmore? And your cousin's like, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so I sounded dumb. And uh, she had to school me. And I'm like, are you sure? Because when I Google the Biltmore, it's always like book a room. She's like, yeah, that, that's the hotel on the property. And the uh, property is 8,000 acres. Wow. So uh, yeah, she's like, that's the hotel on the property. It's not the Biltmore. So I was like, oh, I thought we could stay at the Biltmore. So silly me. Silly you. Yeah, but anyway, I've known about the Biltmore for years, and you are now just coming around. Uh, I am just coming around, yeah. thanks mm-hmm. to Cousin Doreen yeah. and her lovely family, which we should mention all their names. Husband Dave, Lexi, Lacey, and son David. Uh, Grandma met- Terry. Oh, Grandma Terry, that's yeah, right. Grandma and we Terry. met uh, David's wife, Mary. Yes. And the little baby. Yes. Uh, you were so happy to have an infant oh, in your arms again. I was. I got to hold him. He was so cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, we actually had lunch at the Biltmore. So we had lunch in the stables because, well, I think you should talk a little bit about the Biltmore before we even go into our lunch, like what it is and all of that. It, it's like a shat. Chateau? Is that what it's called? No. It's like an estate. Yes. It's like Downton Abbey. I I did not realize that pulling up to it. Yeah, it's a museum now. So, um, but it was the one of the, it was the main home, I believe, of the, of the Vanderbilts. And um, yeah, uh, I was going to. The one Vanderbilt. Yeah, the one son. Tony. No, no. His name is not Tony. What is it? It's John. John Vanderbilt? I believe so. Is it's it Tony? Is it Tony? You don't know. Y- you don't know. You don't, you don't know. know. I do know. Well, Let you're all about the Vanderbilts. Okay, maybe I don't. I think it's John. I'm pretty sure. Do you know what it is? No. 
Then, okay. It's a nice house. <laughs> if you have the means, I highly recommend it. In the words of Ferris Bueller, it's an amazing, amazing estate. Lots of wooded areas. They did a lot of their, like, they, they re-landscaped the forest area. It's incredible. Well, they created the forest area because it was all plains. No, God created no, the forest area. No, it was area. plains and they planted all the trees. Are you going to do the Biltmore or do I it's need to do It's on a mountain. The... It's not plains. It was plains for acres and acres and they planted the trees. Do you need me to call the cousin Did they plant Doreen? the mountains as well? Do you need me to call yeah, cousin call her. Doreen? Ring her up. Doreen knows. Give me your number. <laughs> Doreen knows. Um, anyway. It was John. I, thank you. Thank you. I knew it was John. It wasn't Tony. There's no Tony Vanderbilt. Tony, Tony's their uh, their pizza maker. <laughs> Whatever. Stop it. <laughs> okay. okay, so do you need me to talk about the Vanderbilt house, or do you want yeah, to talk no, about it? Yeah, no, it's all you. You're the expert. All right, so as I stated, it's on 8,000 acres, and it was, uh, it was more than that, but there were many acres that the family donated to the state to have as, uh, as um, what's the word when it's untouched, you can't go on it, all of that? When, Virgin. No, stop it. Stop it. No, when it's, you know, when the when the government owns the land, what's it called? Preserved. So uh, it they donated thousands and thousands of acres to the state of uh, North Carolina for forestry preservation. So, um, but that being said, they built this house. It took six years, which is kind of phenomenal considering back in the day, um, you know, they didn't have the same technology we have with regards to machinery. So they actually built a railroad. They built a railroad wow. just to bring materials to build this house. The house is... I wish I could build a railroad to my house just to bring me things. I know. Isn't that incredible? That's yeah. the amount of wealth they had. It was in the 1800s. Um, if you had to guess, the, the house is so massive, I'm not even going to have you guess. If you were to lay all the floors down, because I think it's three stories, mm -hmm. four acres. Wow. The house spans four acres, and it is exactly 175,000 thousand square feet oh it looks like it it's pretty impressive yeah. walking up to it i'm not gonna lie yeah so the grounds itself um houses a, a stable uh it houses uh i'm gonna say it wrong is it it's they call it the um it's a conservatory is that what it is? The Biltmore Conservatory. Okay. So yeah. let me give you a little stats about this house okay it has 35 bedrooms 43 bathrooms what 65 fireplaces. So here is what I was thinking to myself. Why so many fireplaces? Was it because the only use of heat they had during that time was wood? But I looked it up and it wasn't. They actually had steamers in the house. So I cannot figure out why there were 63 fireplaces. I know that a fireplace is a, um, visually it means wealth. But 63, I mean, the house itself is so massive. That would just inspire images of wealth. I don't know if 63 fireplaces are necessary. I found that to be a really interesting. How many steamers? Stop it. But anyway, so um, we got there. And normally when you go to the Biltmore, you do a tour of either the grounds or the inside of the house. Um, the grounds, you can be there all day because it's, like I said, 8,000 acres, and I think yeah. it's something like 23 miles of trails. So you can do uh, a tour of the outside and pack a lunch and just enjoy it for the day. Or you could take a tour of the inside and also enjoy it for the day because the inside tour is five hours. They say, 
you know, get ready, pack up, <laughs> strap in, <laughs> strap in. Gladys is going to walk you through all yeah. four acres of the house. And you're not even seeing all the rooms. It's a five hour tour and you're not even seeing all the rooms. Wow. So um, we went with Doreen. We obviously, we had a gaggle of people and um, we weren't doing an indoor tour. No. We did an outside tour and we had lunch in the stables. So the stables are really the stables. And from what I learned, they were, uh, the stables was the first dwelling built on that property prior to the house even being uh, built. And when you walk into the stables where they have it as a restaurant now, they're actually still intact, the stalls for the horses. Yeah. I, the booths yeah, are booths in now. each stall. It yeah. is pretty darn incredible. Uh, the floor is the original brick floor. The stable wood is the ex the original wood. So mm -hmm. each stable also has wrought iron along the top of it yeah. and um, to divide the uh, the stables. And that wrought iron is original. I mean, it was just magnificent. You walk in, you're like, whoa. And this was in the 1800s. So the amount of wealth this family had was beyond. So yeah. the Biltmore takes up um, a really significant part of Asheville proper because it not only is the dwelling itself, but then there's Biltmore Village, yeah. which is everything around that um, that museum, because that's what it is. It's a museum. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately, like the day that we went, we just, you know, I say unfortunately because we weren't inside, but, you know, we... We didn't do a house tour. We didn't. So it was unfortunate because everyone kept asking. I was posting the outdoor and they were like, yeah. are you going in? Are you going in? It was like, we were with family. We just, we were there for hours. No, yeah. We were definitely We were there till like, up. we got there, I think at two and we left at like seven or something. It was, and that was not even enough time. We just, we, we only saw a couple of things. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, a lot of it was spent playing catch up and, you know, Having I, lunch. it was the first time yeah. I had ever met Doreen's family. So, yeah. uh, you know, I got to sit and chop it up with her husband, David. Yeah. And I got to uh, going back to the restaurant for a second. Yeah. They had an Appalachian sampler, which is perfect for a menu person like me mm -hmm. who likes a variety of different things. I'm more of a tapas, small plates kind of guy. Oh, is are you really? Yeah. I oh. like to order a myriad of things. Oh. I, I was so happy to work in the word myriad. Am I talking too much? No, continue. Okay. And so anyway, there was this Appalachian sampler that I found to be pretty dang delicious, like I wanted to say, oh, no, this is going to be a tourist trap restaurant or whatever. It wasn't. The food was good. Did you yeah. enjoy yours? I did. The only thing I was disappointed with was that they had beef bourguignon on the menu, which I thought was so odd for a place in North Carolina. I was like, where are we in Paris? Um, and so I was excited to order it. So two other people were excited for me. So they ordered it also. Mm. And it wasn't beef bourguignon. It what was, was it? pot roast. <laughs> um, we have a pot roast thing. God. Remember in New Haven when yes. I ordered the beef spare ribs or whatever? The, short the, ribs. The beef short ribs and it came out pot roast. Yeah. So it was a beef bourguignon is served in a like a skillet, a cast iron. It could be cast iron or a metal. It's actually a bowl and it's chunks of beef simmered for hours and hours and hours with potatoes and carrots and onions. I mean, it has lots of red wine in it. Mm -hmm. And you tap it with your fork and it falls apart. Yeah. This was just... Uh, stew meat on top of mashed potatoes. <laughs> oh, I was really disappointed. <laughs> I was, and I had been bragging about it and everybody was really nice and they'd never had it. So I don't think they noticed a difference, but they all said it was tender and flavorful, but it wasn't beef bourguignon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, I would have ordered it. I wouldn't even know how to pronounce it. I'm saying, can I have this beef burger onion? <laughs> 
That's right. So, That's right. Uh, but, uh, are, are we back on white people food right now? That 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 is a quintessential white person food. <laughs> Yeah, because in my head, in my head, I'm thinking it's like a big onion with a burger in it, right? Oh, beef yeah. burger in the onion. No, no. it's not beef. That. Beef burger and onion. It's definitely not that. <laughs> oh, that's really funny. Beef burger and yawn. Beef burger with an onion. No, yeah. not that. Um, but uh, so I was. I thought it was delicious, but it just wasn't beef burger and yawn. Got it. Well, I was happy to be there nonetheless because I I had a chance to actually talk to David one on one, and you know, like he is. He has this engineering mindset, right? And he's created these drill bits for um, stump removal. Stump removal. You know those guys you see all around Florida where they're, you know, all the stump removal on the sides of the truck. I told him he'd do really well here. He's he's legit. He's designed his own drill bits for wow. these things. Yeah. So something tells me. Doreen and her family are going to be approaching the Biltmore level pretty soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's going to make so much money. They're going to like, be buying You and I talked property. about it for two hours in the car after we left. Yeah, he's so modest. And he's like talking about this little company he started. And we got in the car and I said to James, oh, Doreen is moving out of this house in about two years. Yeah. And she's going to be living like 8,000 acres, like the Biltmore, four acres of housing, yeah. uh, ho floor, ho you know, uh, house space. Uh, yeah. I I'm like, oh, they have no idea what's going to hit them. Oh, you legit said to me, forget the podcast. I'm going to work for Dave. I did. I did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks I want to be on the ground floor. Yeah, uh -huh. you are. You're going to be at the ground floor. Uh -huh. the, I'm, so. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at these pictures on Wikipedia of the Biltmore. And it looks like the castle that the vampires live in. in yeah. all of the it's movies. a little Romanian uh, for sure. There's a gothic as aspect to it. For Very sure. much so. Like yeah. This, yeah. this is it, right? That's it. Oh, yeah. That's okay. it. Uh -huh. Making sure that's yeah. the correct. Oh, yeah. Picture. That's the uh -huh. that's, it is the largest house in America. Oh, yeah. You know, you're getting your blood sucked if you yeah. live there in the 1700s. Jeez. That's pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we spent the day there, and that is the big tour tourist attraction mm -hmm. of Asheville. But there's so much more to Asheville. That was just that was just one day that we were there. Uh, we were well. We actually spent at least an hour in the wine shop. <laughs> I Phil, know. I dropped like three hundred dollars in bottles of wine. Okay, <laughs> just so like the various people because the Biltmore family didn't have enough money already. Yeah, they decided to cultivate wine, and they have uh -huh. their own winery where they make the wine and bottle it. And we got suckered in. I don't even drink wine. I literally don't even drink mm. wine. Yeah, and you got how many bottles? Uh, I got. I ended up getting nine. If I had purchased three more, yeah. uh -huh. well, no wine I, I would have gotten. Yeah, um, the tasting, the line to taste. I mean, it had to have been at least a forty-five minute wait yeah. just to taste, yeah. sample some of the wines to get a wine flight. So that was great. The tunnel on the way there showed you all the casks and how they, you know, would store the wine and manufacture. Yeah, there was an underground tunnel that went from where the winery is to the grounds. And when I was walking through it, one of the people that worked at the Biltmore for seventeen years told me that tunnel was used to move manure, <laughs> manure, manure, <laughs> manure, oh. manure. Manure. Spoken like a true city girl. Manure. So they moved the manure from the manure. stables from the stables to the um, fields. And they did it in the underground tunnel. Nice. We were walking in. in, uh, in same tunnel we were walking in. Poo-poo tunnel. Mm, the steamer tunnel. <laughs> steamer tunnel. The steamer tunnel. <laughs> yes, it was a steamer tunnel. Could you imagine how that smelled? And you had to push it? Ugh. Yuck. There's nowhere for that air to go either. No, it was a tunnel. Underneath the ground for yeah. probably, what, like... Half a mile? 
Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, David and Mary were kind enough to let me use the baby carriage to carry all my wine back. <laughs> they held the baby. <laughs> They're like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I'm sure. They held the baby in their arms while I was pushing my wine in the baby carriage. The poor baby's looking down like, why is there bottles in my bed? That tunnel was long and rocky. I was going to definitely twist my ankle walking down there. So I appreciate everything they did to bend over backward for us while we were there. So, all of that to say, though. They were kind enough to give us tickets to go to the Biltmore inside the next day. Yeah. And we we spent We drove so, back to Greenville that did. night. <laughs> no, the next yeah, next day, the not that night, the next day. We drove back to Greenville that oh, night. Oh, sorry. Yes, okay, we yeah. did. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We drove back to Greenville. And then that we night. drove back to Asheville the next morning. <laughs> Which is an hour. At this point in our trip, we had spent more time in Asheville than we had spent in Greenville where we were staying. We did. Um uh, but we woke up that morning and it was pouring rain, icy cold. It was. And so we had decided that the best thing to do was to visit Asheville. Like, let's visit downtown Asheville. Let's right. get a feel for Asheville. And then we'll pop in to the Biltmore as the weather's getting colder. The day is going on and we'll be nice, cozy inside the Biltmore and we'll do our tour then. Yeah. But that didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't happen because we spent so much time exploring Asheville that by the time we even got I'm sorry we spent so much time what oh well exploring at who spent so much time exploring Asheville who did mm. one word answer <laughs> you <laughs> yeah and you spent so much time exploring what um, shopping that's the answer shopping is the answer they had really good stores there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I popped into one store and like we're three hours later, I don't uh -huh. even know. He said to me, where are you? And I said, you know that store I was in? I'm in the one next to it now. <laughs> you were skip town AWOL that day. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, a little bit, a little bit. But I, look, I did explore. Yeah. Uh, not as much as you did because it was three hours. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you were really... You got to see the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so by the time we got to the Biltmore, though, it was too late because it closes at five. Yeah. I think we were done at like three and it was we didn't give it we wouldn't have given it its due. So, Doreen, we're holding on to those passes that Mary gave us because we're going back to the Biltmore and when it, the weather's a little bit nicer. <laughs> you're going to wait for you're so fair weathered. I really am. Yeah, it was quite cold. If I'm going <laughs> to shop, was cold. listen to me, if I'm going to shop, I want to do it when the weather isn't so drizzly. There were some good stores there. I ended up buying a pair of shoes. I had to right? run back and forth in the rain. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I want like good weather for this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. So let's talk about downtown. Yeah, let's. You want to talk about that? I do. Uh, 30. Just... I'm talking now. Okay. Fine. My show too. <laughs> 32 art galleries just in the downtown area. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Of Asheville, North Carolina. It's not though. It is, let's be accurate, it's not just in downtown. Oh, they are everywhere. They are everywhere, and we'll get into that. So don't, spo no spoilers. Oh, all right. I took extensive notes. I'll be quiet. There's, there's... Yeah, I know it's going to be hard. And so uh, Lexington Avenue and Biltmore Broadway, not that you would know this, are the main thoroughfares <laughs> in downtown. <laughs> you, you spent most of your time, what was it, like Dunham something? I don't know. There were plenty of, of ladies' stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the one street, yeah, I forget his name, but anyway, you'll definitely find it. Uh, downtown Asheville to me. Okay, let's talk about this for a second. Lots of art galleries, lots of restaurants, 
a handful of breweries. Among the oldest is the Highland Brewing, Brewing Company, created by Oscar Wong, a retired engineer from Charlotte who moved there, created Highland Brewing, Brew, <laughs> Brewing Company, and is also the proprietor of, a lot of people would know it as Barley's Tap Room. It's one of the most famous tap rooms in the city. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's definitely uh, up there. Uh, a lot of breweries, over well, 50 breweries in that area. You know, it's, uh, remember when we did our Greenville episode and we're talking about like the city with the most breweries? Yeah. Asheville is number five. It's kind of crazy. On a list of 100, Asheville is number five. Yeah. Just in, I mean, I would say downtown Asheville, correct me if you think this is wrong, but I would say downtown Asheville is bigger than Greenville in terms of square blocks. It's just like downtown Greenville, it seems to be mostly in a line. Oh, it's so funny because, you know, Doreen's family all had a debate about this when we were having lunch. That's right. They did. Yeah, they did. So Doreen said she thought Asheville was bigger. Mary said she and Mary, who lives in Asheville, her daughter-in-law, mm -hmm. said she thought Greenville was bigger. I have to say I thought Greenville was bigger. And, and I agreed with Mary in that Mary said Greenville has a cityscape. It Asheville does. doesn't have a cityscape. It's At on the mountain, though. It is oh, legitimately like I, I think we need to really make this clear. Asheville is in the Blue Ridge Mountains, yeah. in the mountain. Yeah. So it is extremely hilly. Yes. So yeah. when you're walking around, be prepared. It is not a quaint little let's do a little brisk walk. No, no, no. Get your hiking boots on. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Denver where you're like, you know, the altitude is so high and you're losing oxygen and all that other stuff. But there is some altitude there and you do have to climb. And for me, though. It's like thinking about how the town is laid out. It's more of a square as opposed to Greenville, which is more of a strip. So that square going up the mountainside seemed to be bigger to me. Um, Would you be out of breath walking? There were a couple. There were a couple. There were a couple of streets where I was going up to catch another street to go somewhere else. And it was yeah, it was a bit of it was a little bit of an Orange Theory. Uh, you know, workout. <laughs> so you said the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah, it's in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Man, that says hillbillies, right? My, my geography is bad. Why is that? I just I thought it was the Appalachian Mountains. <laughs> oh, well, aren't the Blue Ridge Mountains like nearby? Aren't they really close? I don't know. I'm. We my know geography no, is terrible. It is in the Blue is Ridge. Is it part Mountains. of the Appalachians? No. Uh, oh, the Appalachian, the Blue Ridge. Oh, is I don't Blue know. Ridge I part of Appalachian the Greater was... Appalachian chain? Blue Appalachian is Virginia, Kentucky. And Blue Ridge, I thought Appalachian was, goes all the way up, like I, it goes very far. Do I look like I know anything about the mountains? Yes, that would be no. <laughs> Only because you're white, <laughs> pale white. Okay, like you've never so seen a beach in your life. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm stereotyped right now. I'm feeling very uncomfortable. You are, <laughs> you are being racially I'm, profiled. Uh huh. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, Lexington. Avenue oh, and Billmore slash broad Billmore turns into Broadway. Can I just those tell are you, the main thoroughfares? I spent most of my time on Lexington. I know Lexington okay. very well. Proceed. Boutique LP. If you happen to be in Asheville, visit. Great place. Tops shoes. If you're in Asheville, also on Lexington, great place. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Back to me. Yeah. Um Farmburger Asheville. We stopped for lunch. Did you know that's actually that's actually a national chain. Did you know that? I didn't. You know, it's funny that you say that because when we walked in, do you remember me saying to you, 
I, I literally said to you, but I don't think you were paying attention. I wasn't. I, I, I know you weren't. Um, <laughs> I'm being nice right now when I say I don't think you were because I know for a she fact you were. She actually just kicked me under the table. Um, <laughs> I said to you, oh, I've been in one of these before. And then and then you just kept walking. And I was like, I was where, hungry. Where was? No, no, I know. But I was thinking, where was I when I was in one of these before? I think I think I was in Utah. I'm not sure. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. But I know I was in one of those before. Yeah, that tracks. Salt Lake is good for stuff like that. Earthy, grain-fed burgers. I think so. I can't remember. I, I, and I yeah, it was, but I had been in one. So you telling me it's a chain? It is a chain. They, they do the local small-scale farm model that mm -hmm. Chipotle used to do before McDonald's took it over. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, turns out. Did you like your burger? Chain. I was not happy with it when it first came out because I thought it was really small on the bun. But it turns out it was actual beef that had just, you know, how sometimes when you throw your hamburger on the grill and it turns into a softball. Yep. It was good. <laughs> I got to say it was a damn good burger. I was pretty, right. I was pretty happy with okay. it. Okay. What about you? Uh, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was thick. So I yeah. liked it. Yeah. Not so that's our only restaurant review in this in this particular episode, right? Yeah. But we it's didn't a, eat there um, at night. Did you have coffee there? I did have coffee okay. there. Okay, yeah. I mean, it seems it's a coffee town, too. There's coffee shops everywhere. Oh, so Asheville is a hipster town. Oh. It is. Oh, 100%. Right. 100%. It's, it's, the, it's the mountain man beard, uh, suspender-wearing, sh toe shoes, a, what do you call it? Wingtip shoes, jeans rolled up town. Yeah, but, but it's super expensive. So don't think like hipster, like arty, cheap. No, it's hipster, like pretentious, expensive. There you go, one hundred percent. It's it's tech worker his, hipster. Thank you. Yeah, but with a mountain man feel, which is really weird because you, there is definitely an element to it that is very mountain man. I'm smiling. But I know it's you like are. my people. It is your people. They're I'm hill, hill people all the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's weird. It's weird because you have like a BMW, a Range Rover, and then you have a guy walking on the street with his backpack and a, and a garbage. Toyota Land Cruiser from 1986. Well, not just that, but yeah. like I, there was a lot of homeless people there. I was I was oh, going yeah. at homeless, but go yeah. ahead. We're going to get that. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, our first experience with that, you and I were trying to take a selfie near the uh, AVL mural. Uh-huh. And um, we got a really good photo of ourselves after about five or six tries. Yeah. <laughs> and then we had a when you see it moment. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, there was a guy in the background approaching us. Yeah. And this happens quite often. So why don't you tell our listeners what happens with you all the time, wherever we are, whatever it could be. It could be in the middle of nowhere. It could be a desert. Look. I'm grateful that he has this superpower because this means we will never, <laughs> ever get lost in the woods. We will never be deserted in a desert. This is James's we'll never... true superpower. We'll... Why don't you tell everybody what it is that brought this <laughs> that brought this lovely guy into our picture frame? We will never die on Mount Everest. Never. Absolutely not. Somebody as long will as, come by. As long as I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, I have this superpower. We noticed it in El Dorado, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Rolling hills, little adobe houses, five acres of land. Not for a person each in house, sight. Not a person in sight. We're going around looking at property. I stop to turn around in this driveway. Mm -hmm. There's not a person in sight. And there's a car waiting for me 
when I look in my rearview mirrors, oh, and it's hell. that guy's house. It was just my thing. It's just my thing. No, it and happens so, wherever we go. Yeah. We will pull into a parking lot, like an empty parking lot on a Sunday. Literally, there's no one in the parking yeah, lot. 7 a.m. He'll pull over just to get directions somewhere. He'll mm -hmm. say, I'm going to pull over in this parking lot. It's like a medical building closed on Sunday. Uh, he'll be parked in the middle of the parking lot, not even in a, in, a, in a stall or anything like that, in a parking spot. Sure enough, there is a person on a bike who comes right alongside our car to cut through the parking lot to go wherever they're going at seven o'clock in the morning. It is, mm -hmm. it is the oddest thing. If I, if I want to, if I say to him, hey, this is a great moment, I wanna take a selfie, or I wanna do a video right now because the storefront is really cool. Mm -hmm. Because I look around before I decide to do it. And if he's with me, forget it. Forget it. All of a sudden, there's 10 ladies that just leave in a restaurant that are laughing and they just want to be by you. Yeah. You have this energy. It is the worst. It happened at Pricetown United Methodist Church, <laughs> oh. the, the church where I grew up. <laughs> and I'm standing there for an, I was the subject of the Ask a Local for my own hometown. It was a Standing there doing a little walk and talk, telling you about my lovely church, all the old ladies who used to wipe my nose and painting the Jesus mural in the basement and all this other stuff. And a semi-truck driver decided he had to turn around in the church parking lot right at that moment. <laughs> and the church was closed. Yeah. The parking lot was oh, yeah, empty. It was like a Wednesday morning. Yeah. Parking lot was empty. It's a gift. What can I say? It's crazy. So we're taking this picture and this guy, we take a selfie. So cut back to Asheville. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy, clearly a homeless man, is in our frame as we're, and he knows he's in our frame. I mean, cause we're, and if you're watching us on YouTube, you see me, we're like this and he is behind me. So he knows he's in our frame, is looking right at the camera. He's doing a, a legit photo bomb. And then what does he say to you? He says, hey, y'all want to buy a World War II bayonet? And we quickly thanked him for the offer. Oh, you didn't say yes? <laughs> but yes, I, I know. I'm sure he found it on a sidewalk somewhere. And we thanked him for his offer. And we said, uh, we're good for the moment. Yeah, no need for a bayonet. Before he approached us, there was no one on that street. Yeah, because it was that. cold. It was bitter cold. That's mm -hmm. Did we leave that out at the beginning of all this? It was really cold that day. Asheville was pretty chilly. And yeah. rainy. We did mm -hmm. say it was rainy and the weather was crappy, but it was cold. Yeah. But you you bring it. I do. Mm -hmm. I brought the weather and I brought the World War II bayonet. You did. Yeah. So anyway, um, that was all fine and dandy. Was it? I was so annoyed with you. I'm like, I'm like, I can't even she gets get a mad photo. At me because it's a phenomenon that happens to me. Wherever it's, we go, I can't. Let's just move on. It's like if I insane. had a lisp, or you'd be mad because I couldn't say my ethic like Mike Tyson. Like, <laughs> You, no. Yeah. But no, this is like. Just it's get, my affliction. Like when I want to be alone, I can't be. Can we attract something different? Can you try that? I don't like, know. I've tried. I don't know. I just don't know. Quick tip on downtown <laughs> Asheville. <sighs> There's a pinball museum in Battle Square. Mm -hmm. I did not get to check that out. It was closed at the time we were there. Uh, there's an Asheville gem mine. Remember when we went to Bryson City? You know what I was thinking? And you the girls they, did the gems? What? Yeah. Are we still back on I'm, people coming around? Yeah. I'm thinking instead of attracting people, why don't you attract shop owners to open up on days where we're visiting? I could do that. That would be so much better for I us. Could try. I don't know how to channel my power. That's the problem. <laughs> it's just so raw. 
and undeveloped. That would be really helpful if you did that. Okay, back to the stores that are closed. Go Asheville ahead. Gem Mine. You know, mm -hmm. the gems are really popular in North Carolina. I have one still. Do you? It's, it's what kind? a emerald. An emerald. A emerald. It's an emerald. I said an emerald. You said a emerald. Roll oh. the tape. Go All right. on. An emerald. <laughs> okay. An emerald. But I got it from gem mining in North Carolina like 10 years ago. Huh? It's big too. I've tried to get it um, polished and made pretty and turned into a real emerald. And everyone keeps saying, eh, I don't know. Nobody wants to do it. But not, you know what? I'm Maybe taking it with me next time. Much. I'm taking it with me next time. Okay. See if someone will do it there. Great. Uh, I think if you want to save that whole slurry and, you know, shifting the sand and all that other stuff, just go to Asheville Gem Mine. It's right on Broadway. They have gems already, big ones. Like they had lamps made out. I'm, I don't, I, I'm not so sure about that look. It's a little, well, I'm, you know, I like polish. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh -huh. I like smooth edges, fine lines, straight lines. Okay, continue. Or go to the Thomas Wolf. Memorial on North Market. Do you know who Thomas Wolf is? No, I don't. He's a famous, uh, especially around the early 1900s, American author. He's one of the American greats. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, he wrote a book called, you Can't, I believe it's called, I want to get it exact, uh, You Can't Go Home Again. And was he from Asheville? What's the purpose? He is. He's, he's from that area. Okay. Yeah. Um, he's actually, like, there are so many quotes in that book. I remember reading it when I was maybe in ninth or 10th grade, something like that. Uh, so I did not see that while we were in town. I wasn't looking for the Thomas Wolfe Memorial, but I found it in my research preparing for the show. Um, one of my favorite authors, as it turns out, I'm not like, I can't, I can't recite the book. Yeah. Um, I just remember it came at a particularly, uh, instrumental age for me when I was around 13, 14, 15 years old. And I didn't want to stay in Ohio. And I remember reading the title of that book and, and then consequently pulling it out of the library, checking it out. I read the book. A lot of quotes in there. Too many to count. Um, Did you know he was from author. there before we started our adventure? You're, no, you already asked me that. No. You I had no, no idea. idea? No. Oh, okay. I, I mean, I never put it together. Sometimes memorials are in a city because the person died there or they were born there. That's why I was asking. Yeah. Like, did he just die there or was he born there? Okay. Is that weird that they have memorials for people who died there? No, because you like Da Vinci, there's like a whole, there's a whole muse museum and his burial is in, I believe in Paris, but he wasn't born where he died. He, I'm sorry, he wasn't, he wasn't buried where he uh, was born. He was buried where he died. And there's a whole thing set up to where he died. So if, if you're, I don't know, if you're phenomenal in whatever it is that you did during a certain time and your place of rest I, th I think your place of rest should be memorialized. I really do. Yeah, Even if you if were it's instrumental your... and like if you were, if you contributed somehow to the social fabric of a particular community, you can be eulogized via a memorial, even if you weren't from there. Yeah, because I mean, like, I, I think, I do think it's Da Vinci that was, there's there's a museum where he was born and there's a museum where he died. But, you know, he's huge. So um, people of that stature, I think, could be memorialized both in birth and death. That's just my opinion. Well, when I get super famous, you know, if, if I happen to die at a Chipotle, please don't put a statue of me at a Chipotle. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we won't do that. We will not put a statue. Of, we'll put a statue of you at the West Oaks Mall in Orlando, <laughs> That's what Florida. we will do. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so anyway, that's kind of the, I, I mean, downtown had plenty of great bars, restaurants. Yeah, but hold on. Let's go back to your okay. author. Yeah. I, hold on really quick. Yeah. When you found out, like, 
about him and you're like, I read his book. Were you like, oh my gosh, I'm in his city? Yeah, but I was already back here when I figured that out. Oh, so you didn't know I when you were there. I wasn't in Nashville at the time. Oh, no. okay, okay. Sorry. No, that's okay. my point. Just curious. Yeah, I found right. it in doing research. Oh, all right. Well. So, and by research, I mean watching YouTube videos. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, uh, so that's kind of the scope, I guess, of downtown Asheville. I found it on some levels cosmopolitan. The one thing that I would say is, uh, I mean, like, I will just say if I walk up to a place and I see tie-dye advertised in the window, like tie-dye t-shirts or blankets or hemp, anything, yeah. I'm out. I'm sorry. I'm not a hippie. I was a former jock. And now, yeah. like, I, I don't know. I, I love the artistry of it and everything. But there does come a point where it's like your shop looks sloppy, you know? Yeah, you know, okay, you say there's the artistry and yeah. Going back to that, uh, somebody just sent me a message uh, a couple days ago and asked me, like, Asheville, is it a great, is, should I take my family there? And there are grown adult girls and her husband and, mm -hmm. and her. Yeah. And she gave me options. And it's funny because I, I liked Asheville. Yeah. I told her no. Did you? I did. Because I don't think it's a family trip. I think if you have one shot to go somewhere in the country, it's not Asheville. thought it was dirty. I thought um, it was expensive. Um, there's a there's definitely an undercurrent of something. I don't know what it is, but when you're in the in the mountains, it wasn't it was drugs, but I don't know what it was. It was like you can you can feel it. There's something going on. Um, everyone touted Asheville. Like when we were traveling and mm -hmm. we would tell people we're going to Asheville, yeah. it was touted the liberal city. Not always in a good way. And um, do tell. <laughs> Nobody well, liberals well, are look, always in first of all <laughs> South Carolina like you had mentioned in our Greenville episode it, it leans more red than blue mm -hmm. and during our time in South Carolina I met more than one person who said oh Asheville's ruining it for all of us Asheville's ruining Greenville Greenville the Carolinas really like yeah it's ruining because how so oh the gays the drugs. There's a tent city in Asheville. You and I did not see we the did tent not see city, that, no. um, but there were enough homeless around on every street that you knew they had a homeless problem. There's right. no question. There's a homeless problem. Um, yeah. So, I actually came across uh, one one local in uh, in South Carolina who explained to me the problem with Asheville. Oh, what's that? She said that Asheville, the way it is situated on the mountainside, uh -huh. if you look at a map, it is the shape of a vagina. Oh. And because of that, are it you kidding me? Brings in the gays, which bring in lots of problems. Wait, okay, wait. okay, so hold on. Wait. Hold on. Hold just stop. How would a vagina bring the gays? Because um she said that <laughs> lesbians because of the way it is Maybe shaped. Maybe lesbians, but not the gays. Lesbians, because the way it is shaped on the mountainside, um, are going in droves to This is a QAnon thing. So I had Asheville to look it up. is the vagina Wait, just of America? It. Is that I what she's saying? Yes. I, and it's, that's why it's the hub. That's why there's so many gays that live there. So I looked it up. I looked it up from a satellite view. I looked it up from a topography view. I looked it up from a map view. I personally could not see that shape. You when couldn't I see a vagina? No. I saw hills, so I thought, if anything, it might be breasts. 
but I could not see <laughs> that shape. What planet are we on right now? Oh, she was dead serious, so you stop right now. Okay. I mean, and, think about think about Florida. I mean, Florida's shaped like a wang, and so you can see all the crazy people we got here. I know, but it's not there just gays. It's like well, according straights, to her, according lots to lots of straights and lots of Republican straights in Florida. Oh, we're talking Florida right now. Okay, we're we talking Asheville or Florida. We're talking shapes. Okay, so shapes. Let's. He's saying about okay. He's saying about Florida. It uh, is funny that you mentioned that the Florida is shaped as a penis because you know the Florida man is such a thing here. Okay. okay. So oh, maybe there is something to this vagina theory. Yeah. So she's saying that that the way because it's shaped the way it is, uh, lesbians are coming in droves, which brings Building gay men, breweries. gay men, <laughs> and crime because the liberals have come in and have destroyed the city. And I guess they had a gay mayor, a woman mayor, uh -huh. for like ten years. So um, oh my god, people are gay in 2023. This is so crazy. Yeah. Go on. But it's because it's shaped like a vagina. <laughs> On the side of that's the some QAnon stuff right there. So yeah. So does John F. Kennedy live outside somewhere of that vagina? JFK Jr. Jr. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. The, the new one. You're talking about the new one. The new. The new. Who's the new Kennedy? Robert. 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 You talking about the new Kennedy or oh, Robert? Kennedy. Oh, you're talking I'm about talking J JFK. Oh, they Jr. all say JFK I... Jr. is alive. Oh, they do. Oh, we didn't get oh, into yeah, that. Oh, that's a QAnon no. thing. No, we did not get into that. It oh, was yeah. just. Uh, I don't know. I mean, he was always a Democrat. I don't know how QAnoners think that. JFK Jr. is somehow their oh, that's white weird. and shining knight, uh, white and shining armor. I don't know, but don't QAnoners also believe in homeopathic medicine? Yeah. Um, well, they believe in no medicine. Okay. And they believe in no rules. And they believe in no taxes. And. I don't know. I don't know if she's a QAnoner. Let's go back to Asheville. Okay. I don't know if she's a QAnoner. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so she, she gave me a clear indication because I said to her, I asked her, when did Asheville become this art mecca? That was my question. Uh-huh. And you somehow art got mecca. to because it's the vagina capital of the world. Art mecca went Explain to the Explain the shape. Grand Canyon. We didn't talk about Grand Canyon, honey. We were just <laughs> okay. on Tent City, I'm Asheville. I'm just saying the theory falls apart. We were apart. just That's on Tent I'm City, saying. Asheville. Okay, and this is what people think uh, that just, live in South Carolina. Explain the San Andreas Fault. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, so I got a clear um, explanation okay. of why Asheville. Of one person's explanation of why Asheville. Is the way it is. Is the way it is. Yeah. With crime, tent city, drugs, and liberals. And it gays. Does, it does seem like, it seems like a mix of, you know, there is, I mean, they have an art museum there. It's pretty spectacular. There's art galleries everywhere. It's spectacular. Yeah. Like you use the word spectacular. It's spectacular in the scope of artistry. I know, but it, there is a metropolitan factor to There is, Asheville. but it's not it's a not sophisticated. Like, I know, it's not it's sophisticated. Not, it's not like some of the others. Uh, it is more rustic. Look, they're up there. It's gritty. I mean, let's be honest. How much are houses there? They start at a million dollars. They're pretty expensive. Yeah. So you may have like a meth problem or you may have a liberal, opioids. Yeah, you may have a gay a gay issue. Well there there's million dollar homes in there. But I think what you're That's because the gays are dual income, no kids. It is true. Yeah. yeah. They're dinks. They're dinks. Dinks. That's what they're called. Dual incomes, no kids. They can okay. afford those big fat houses. Yeah. Um, but anyway. with any mountain side, because it's a mountainside town, you're gonna get a mountain element. There's a transient element there yes, for sure. I, that I, is I personally feel like even though the guy who tried to sell us the bayonet 
was, um, you know, he was unhoused. But I also feel like there's sort of. Oh, you used unhoused. I did use oh, the. Oh, I use the unhoused. Look at you. Yeah. Oh. I keep saying homeless, and like people take issue with it. I, like they don't recognize oh. that we're from Los Angeles, and it's really a problem there. Um, I had this whole discussion with somebody though. Like, if you don't have a home, you're homeless. Yeah, that's a Gen X term. Okay. But the Gen Z term is unhoused. There are some people who don't want to have a house. So what are they called? They're called homeless. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Thank you. What? Okay. Um, oh yeah, unhoused. You didn't know know that unhoused, unhoused? is the. I, well, I think that's uh, the government. Actually, like state and city governments will use the term unhoused because it's Gen X, there's babe. I mean, Gen Z. It's Gen Z who's using it. There is it. some of that, but I also think there's a there's politicking going on with the verbiage uh, because it's just so, you know, it's kind of unsavory to say we have 1,500 homeless people in our town. They say, you know, we're dealing with the unhoused to the degree of maybe 1,500 persons. Oh, so that's how they're spinning it. Yeah, we don't use the word nude or naked here. We just say unclothed. Similar, very, very great analogy. Thank you, Phil. <laughs> uh, um, anyway, I think uh, there's also probably uh, <laughs> you said this guy. You were yeah, talking about. I, the I mean, guy. I think uh, it's funny because I I witnessed this in Knoxville way back when in 2012. Uh, you know, there's a there's a little bit of there are some trains going in and out of these towns mm -hmm. all through this region mm -hmm. um, that people can just climb on and go to the next town. You know, and uh, I I, th I see the, it more. The guy with the bayonet. I mean, he could have picked that bayonet up in West Virginia somewhere, and he was just trying to sell it in North Carolina. Do you think it was a World War II bayonet? I don't. Why? We already talked about this. I didn't look at it, and because when he when he left, I go maybe it was a World I War never II bayonet. I, n I never worked on <laughs> pawn wars or whatever uh -huh. the hell it's called, so I don't know. But um, how would you just? How would you? How would you? What would be the discrepancy? Like that's the thing. Like how would you negate that it was a World War II bayonet? You know what I mean? Like you, know, yeah. you have to be some sort of connoisseur, right? <laughs> look, let me, let, me, let me take a look. <laughs> it was the most random thing. Let me I've stop been with my selfie yeah. and let me take a look at this. It was um, like going to a football game and being offered socks. Do you want socks? No, I don't want socks. It, football games are cold. Socks seem perfect. No, football games are hot where we're from. Oh, but they're cold everywhere else. Miami, socks seem perfect. L.A. Bayonet did not seem perfect. A socks socks seem would perfect. seem perfect this time of year for the playoffs. Yeah, so Buffalo, you come up with a Philly. different example. Um, I don't know. It's like um, being in the desert and looking for water mm -hmm. and being offered popcorn, a fireplace poker. <laughs> You know, <laughs> popcorn because popcorn's really drying on your mouth. Um, yeah. Okay. I was like, I have no use for this thing you're trying to sell me <laughs> at all. But thank you for the offer, the kind offer, sir. So when I looked around uh, Asheville, I felt like some of the people I I was seeing may have come from the actual woods. Yeah. Do you like? Is that possible? It is. It's totally possible. Okay. I, I mean, think it is. There are probably generations of people. Uh, literally third, fourth, fifth generations of people who were raised in that area and maybe don't have a job, maybe live off the government and maybe are walking around trying yeah. to sell bayonets on the sidewalk. I was disappointed. So. I'm not going to lie. Like I got there thinking all the years I'd heard about Asheville, I thought it was going to all be the Biltmore. Like mm. I really did. I really thought it was all going to be pretty. It was going to be pretty people. It was going to be, I guess I, I felt like it was going to be Southern charm. 
Yeah, I thought it was going to be Southern Charm on a mountain. Maybe the houses would be a little more gothic than they were. Maybe. I just, I didn't expect to see what I saw. Just like, you know, um, yeah. I don't know. It, it It's busy. Uh, it is arty for sure. It's expensive. It's dirty. Okay. I don't know. I can't. Okay, you're, I can't. Leading, you're leading too much. Let's okay, get, let's okay, get back. Okay. okay. So um, let's go to breweries for a second. Okay. Before we go to neighborhoods. <laughs> Uh, breweries. We talked about this in previous episode. Oh, yeah. Over 50 breweries in Asheville. Yeah, it ranks number four or yeah. five, I said. Next to number five yeah. on the list. Yeah. Uh, I already told you about Highland Brewing Company and Oscar mm-hmm. Wong. Uh, Wicked Weed Brewery is a very good one. I actually tried one of their beers when oh. we were in Greenville, nearby Greenville. Uh, I tried the fresh pressed wheat ale with blood orange, grapefruit, and agave. So it's Wicked Wheat. Wicked Wheat is the name of the brewery. I thought you said weed. I thought he said weed. Uh-huh. I think that's what they're going for. Oh. Oh, it is Wicked Weed. Sorry. Wicked. I tried the wheat beer at Wicked Weed Brewery. Oh, oh they're being clever. Sorry. Yeah, they were. Was there THC and, in your uh, beer? Oh, did it have THC, he asked? Maybe. I don't know. It felt pretty good when it was over. <laughs> <laughs> that would but, be uh, a beer. I'm not really like the fruit kind of beer guy or whatever, but it's a pretty damn good beer, I must okay. say. So that's my little plug for Wicked Weed Brewery. Um, and then, uh, there's another brewery there that you might find interesting. There are many breweries there offering many different varietals of hops and wheat and okay. all that stuff. Uh, but one that you might actually like is Ginger's Revenge. It's a brewery that has ginger beer. That's actually alcoholic. Oh, that's gotta be delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't, they look pretty good. Doesn't all ginger, does do, wait, do most? No. Thank you. Yeah, okay. most just ginger cute. beers are just ginger. <laughs> ginger's okay. Ginger's Revenge is like the another sequel to Chucky. It is. It absolutely is. What it, is? It sounds like it. Ginger's Revenge. Oh. <laughs> I looked at the I looked at their logo. I was trying to figure out is it are they mimicking Ginger from Gilligan's Island? Oh, because I think it's a redhead. Huh. Let's talk about neighborhoods. Can yeah, we? let's because uh, what we do know is 15 years ago what you could have bought for. Four hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. It doesn't exist now. Like it's a joke. It is what? Oh, it, it, is. it doesn't even exist. In Asheville. Though. In Asheville, oh, North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. The mm-hmm. uh, first place we went was because you know, Phil, where hipsters go, prices go up. Ah. Oh. Mm-hmm. And the gays. And the gays. Don't for forget sure. the gays. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The dinks. <laughs> With the vagina. Vagina. Town. Keep going. City. Keep going. Um, okay, so uh, North Asheville, we're going to start there because none of us can afford to live there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is true. North, North Asheville is where the Omni Grove Park Inn is located. Oh my gosh. Beautiful. How picturesque did that look? It was pretty insane. It was a beautiful hotel tucked into the mountain, Blue Ridge Mountain. It is yeah. beautiful. The top, top of the mountain. Yeah. Right? Uh, Fog. It was misty and fog. It had finally stopped raining at that point. It was still cold. But uh, those homes in that area, like 1.3 to 7 or 8 million. Yep. Easy. Oh, 1.3 was a tiny house. Yeah, it was. Um, Jeez. What? Hold up. Yeah. We, what? We went up yeah. to this area. It I know. It was insane. The country club is up that way. There's a golf course up that way. It's definitely where those who are more well off uh, are living when it comes to being around the Asheville area. And when you think of mountain living, luxury mountain living, this is it. Yeah. The driveways Mansions. that go up there, you know that when it snows, they're not coming down because they're windy driveways and you can see it. They're on the side of the mountain. So you see the driveways go up and you see these beautiful, beautiful homes 
just tucked right into the mountain. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it, it is exactly what you think of when you think of uh, mountain living at a very elevated level. Oh my <laughs> at God. a very elevated level. Mansions, <laughs> mansions upon mansions going up the hillside. I got to show you something. Okay, so I wanted to look it up for myself. Yeah. Right? And the very first house that I see Let's on see. Zillow... I'm going to just tell you the specs and then you tell me how much you think it costs. Okay. okay you, let's do you, it. You may, be, you may be wrong, but let's this is a 1-1. One, one. Is it in be? Asheville? Is it Asheville proper? It is in, it is in Asheville. Okay. Yes. Tell me. It is a 1-1 one, one and only 396 square feet. How, how many acres? You, I can't tell you because I don't know. It doesn't say. 1-1 one, one and, and it's 390 square feet? 396. So it's, it's been as big as this room. <laughs> Uh, that is going to be, I would say about 380 K. I was going to say, um, two fifty. Here we go. Boom. Two twenty nine. <gasps> wow. I was wow. closer. That's insane. It's a cat. So we are looking, so I, I know if you're, well if you're listening, um, we're looking at the photo right now and you'll see it on YouTube. It is a log cabin. That's 339, six, 396 square feet, one bedroom, one bath. Yeah. For $229,000. Yep. That's oh, accurate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. That so, tracks. <laughs> that does track. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so continue. Yeah. Uh, we did drive through West, West Asheville. Uh, that was more, it was kind of, uh, it seemed like it was a little more elevated than downtown. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, that had more of the restaurants. Remember, it was a strip of restaurants, a strip of brew pubs. When you say elevated, do you mean like in, higher in elevation? For real. Like up like, the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Even though it was west, it was also north in terms of yes. elevation. Yes. Uh, that was a cute, that was like a, that was like a neighborhood neighborhood. Like it was a neighborhood. really cute, but the houses were so t tight together. They were pretty tight together. Yeah. yeah. I think that's us maybe 15, 20 years ago. It is. We might've considered that neighborhood because there's so much to do yeah. on that main strip. Yeah. Uh, but again, the house, I mean, you're, you're not getting a lot, much more than 10,000 square feet, something like that. If you're lucky. For the um, lot? For the lot. Oh, yeah. The yeah. house is probably only like 1,500 to 1,700. Oh, yeah. 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 Something like that. Maybe 2,000. Yeah. And those houses in that area range, uh, I mean, they're above 500K. Okay. So we looked at that one house. Was mm. that in West? That was West, right? Was that West? I believe so. And it was looked brand new. It had no lot. The whole house was built the on the lot. The lot yeah. um, it was two stories. It was modern. It was the outside of it was a wood facade. Yeah. Um, that was... I think eight hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. And how many square feet? That was twenty three hundred, I think. Yeah. Because it took up the whole lot. Yeah. Yeah. It was about yeah. It was just over two thousand square feet. So you had all home, no lot, eight hundred thousand dollars in West uh, Asheville. Yeah. So. And the street wasn't great. I we remember. were priced out of that, mm -hmm. and then we were around historic Biltmore Village, which is in South Asheville. Mm -hmm. And we quickly figured out, unless we wanted a condo mm -hmm. or a townhouse, we were also priced out of that. Yes. Uh, the prices across Asheville, no lie, 700K and up mm -hmm. for, you know, a three plus two in many, many areas. It's expensive. It's a really expensive city up there. It's so crazy because yeah. you think, what, like, what made this? You think that when you go to a city that has exploded, mm -hmm. what made it? And um, I asked so many people and they kind of said the same thing. They said, you can, if you are an outdoors person, you have hiking, 
you have biking, you have kayaking, and you can do almost all of that year round. Even when it's cold out, you yeah. can still go hiking. So you may not obviously be able to go kayaking, but you can go hiking, you can go biking as long as there isn't snow. So they said, right. if you're an outdoors person, it's just, it's beautiful. And it you, is. Man, you, if I'm spending that much on a house, I'm in the house. That's true. <laughs> it's true. I'm with Phil. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm looking uh, the at the trails are amazing. The access to nature is incredible oh. in that entire area. When you're walking, Phil, there's a beautiful river that runs right through and along the this. French Broad River. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And it there's is. a walking path. And you can see, obviously, that like during the summer, people tube down it. I mean, they, they you know, people have talked about tubing it, kayaking it. So um, I think the allure of that city is that you can literally be, you are in the middle of nature. You are legitimately yeah. in the middle of nature. You don't have to travel far. You don't have to, you know, uh, plan for it. You're right there. Yeah. And then we tried East, East Asheville and there, there is a little bit more of a rural feel there. Um, we found it felt like you could have a little more space, a lot of vinyl siding, that we went past and there's nothing wrong with vinyl siding, especially in cold elements. And I get all that. But if you're looking for that sort of house with character where you redo a few rooms and all that, um, it's, I don't know, it's, it's kind of a tough find there. So East, East, um, Asheville would not be it. You know, I, okay. I can ask you this because you grew up in a trailer park. Um, okay. <laughs> just, jeez, I'm just leading with that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my okay. God. Okay. Well, I, who else am I going to ask? I did live in a trailer park until I was eight years okay. old. Okay. Yes. So this is a phenomenon I have seen throughout our travels. Uh -huh. Um, why does poor, why is it synonymous with dirty and why is rural synonymous with like junky? Explain this to me because I don't think, okay, what do I know? But I'm mm -hmm. just saying, I don't think because you're poor, you have to be dirty or your house has to Agreed. be dirty. So why is it like that? Okay, let's stick with junky first. Uh, okay. Rural is junky to me. When I hear rural, rural I'm like, is oh, junky to me. Junky. When you're poor and you come across something, a deal, a bargain, a freebie, or what have you, that you think has some sort of value even if it's just an extra bicycle tire for a 10 speed or something like that, you take it because you have, you, you're you not accustomed to having many things and you think, oh, like if I have this, like there, there is a, that's why you go into some, like you watch these hoarder shows or whatever and they're living in a little house and they just have stuff to the ceiling and all mm -hmm. that. It's because they know they're not making a lot of money. So it's like whatever they have, they just want to, gather and keep for themselves you know whatever they can scrounge is theirs now and it somehow i think subconsciously fills in the gap between not having and mm. the impression of having does that make sense wow that makes absolute sense even if it's all garbage it's all junk like the minute uh look at all they have that person passes away they sell off their trailer or their little house or whatever, and somebody comes by with a dumpster and throws it all away. I've seen that firsthand. I know, but at the time, they feel like, look at all I have. Yeah, or they think, oh, this may come in handy, or I won't have to spend money on XYZ if, since it's right here on the side of the road, I'm just going to pick it up and throw it in the back of the truck. And huh. now, all of a sudden, okay. the garage becomes you know, a, a, a gallery of things that they'll never, ever touch or use. You know, 
I'd say growing up in rural Ohio, that was definitely like I've seen that in my own family. So like different, you know, like my grandmother had a whole garage full of antique Amish furniture. And that was actually well-crafted stuff. It wasn't just- I'm not talking there, about that. I'm talking there was about- garbage. I know there was garbage in there, but my point is she had more furniture in the garage than she could ever put in her house, mm-hmm. you know? I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking about outside. Like you go outside rural and there's, oh. like, there's like two types of rural. There's the junkie and then there's like the Amish rural. Like you mentioned Amish. It's like, okay, there's like, there's the regal rule. Well, I'm not saying Amish people are junkie. I know. I'm saying there are two types <laughs> okay, of rule. I never said that. Okay. I never, ever said that. Right. I'm saying there's two types of rural. I'm saying that my head, when I think of rule, I think junkie or I think or of rustic. like rustic. Yeah. Yes. Um, the difference between, I think, uh, cute cottage in the woods and... A double wide with run like down double wide with a hot, with, with a car all on the outside of it on cinder blocks. I don't understand uh, it. I think it's it comes down to just pride in the end. I, I think if if someone is poor and they have a lack of pride for who they are, lack of expectations or what have you, it doesn't matter where you throw that stuff that was in the back of the pickup truck, you know. Um, huh. Okay. So that is why sometimes poor is synonymous with dirty. I would say so. Yeah. I mean, they're uh, like I knew plenty of poor people who were clean and they're they're You know, the mothers or the families kept a neat house, even though they didn't have much their name, uh, but their clothes were always in shape and, you know, maybe not the most expensive clothes. But I I also knew plenty. That's rare. That's rare. It can be. Yeah. uh, I just think there's an innate depression. Uh, Okay, so could this be like when I we went to the Waffle House? Yeah. And I said to you, wow, this place is filthy. And you said, they're all like this. Yeah. And all the workers <laughs> were sitting around, like sitting at the counter, uh-huh. counting their money. Nobody like there was disgusting food on the floor, the whole nine yards. So is it going back to what you're saying? Is it they don't make much money, so they have no pride in their work. They have no pride in their environment. Uh-huh. So why clean it? Yeah, I would say that, like, you know, it's like I'm only making $10 an hour. I'm not scrubbing this unless somebody actually tells me to, as opposed like it, it is the difference in human beings. Like they're kind of I mean, there are many different types of human beings, but essentially it boils down to, you know, the go getters and the people who are waiting around and see. Right. And so the people who are waiting around and see often are waiting around forever because you know, I, I mean, they're accumulating stuff or it's like this, you know, that's why you see cars in the front yard. They're going to get they're going to fix that axle one of these days and 30 years go by. And now their son or daughter has to get it towed out of there because they're selling the property. You know, um, I just I, I I don't know. I mean, I think with poverty comes definitely like um so it's just- the lack of confidence that you have, you know, especially if you're renting in that environment, like there's not a lot of ownership, you know, somebody's renting a trailer, uh, somebody's renting an old house. And so it's not your house. You're not going to, you know, I'm not fixing it up. I'm not, you know, whatever it's, you know, I don't know. Some people are just filthy. It's just how it is. I just know? don't, I just have never thought like, you know, I've had family members who are poor, but they weren't dirty. So driving through certain areas. Yeah. I didn't ever, I can't understand it. Here's like, a question though. Are, are some people poor because they're filthy or are some people filthy because they're poor? That is a good chicken 
and egg question because oh. are you sloppy and therefore you can't get, can't get the good job? Yeah. Or are you not getting the good job and therefore you gradually become sloppy? So I don't know. I mean, I don't, I, I always thought that you could be poor, but you didn't have to be dirty. Oh yeah. I mean, I remember like there was one of my, um, one of my best friends from high school, uh, his dad said, I don't want to, something happened in the neighborhood. Somebody was bullying some kid or somebody said something to another kid or something. And, uh, the dad came out and he said, Hey, I don't want to ever hear any of you teasing somebody cause they're poor. It's like, there's no excuse to be dirty. But don't ever let me hear you tease somebody about not having money. That was it. That was a good policy. I mean, we all sort of enacted that. But um, to your point, I think a lot of it comes hand in hand. Hmm. And to Phil's point, uh, what came first? I'm not sure. That's a good question. Yeah, I was thinking. That's why I was quiet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I have to think about that too. I'm not sure. But yeah, I mean, sometimes rural actually means junky. And you could have that great cottage up on a hillside with five acres of land. You and I have seen this. <laughs> and have. right down the street, you uh -huh. know, there's, I mean, everybody has, not everybody, many people have that neighbor that yeah. their house is falling apart and it's an eyesore the minute you leave your driveway, you know? We had that across the street from our house. We did. In Los Angeles. For years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, her years. house was literally falling apart before yeah. our eyes. Um, yeah. So everyone, whether you're in a city or rural, everyone yeah. has that neighbor. Yeah. So, um, okay. So East uh, Asheville is more rural and not in a good rural way. Not always. Yeah. yeah. There are some, I mean, look, there's some gems all over these neighborhoods, That's right? That's true. Yeah. But overall, the overall feel was that it needed it was needed a little bit more work than what we could probably do. Yeah. And probably our budget also. I mean, like, what were the houses starting in East Asheville anyway? I think they were a little more affordable, like yeah, but 400s. Like what? I know, 400s. You know how much work, though. We saw some of them. They really needed work. Some did. Yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, while we can't really afford a house per se, in Asheville, at least not the one we want. I don't know. But if you had the money, would you? If you had the money right now. Would you? Would Asheville be a choice? I think, I mean, in fairness, same with Greenville. We went there during their worst weather days of the year. I, I would be curious to see how beautiful Asheville is when the leaves are on the trees, the sun is out. I know homelessness will still be an issue, uh, but I'd be curious to see that city and give it a fair shake. Um, huh, okay. I'm not personally ruling it out. Uh it has ruled me out, budgetarily speaking. So <laughs> that is true. Uh, it has, you know. But um, so we can't afford a home really there. But uh, one thing we can't afford is artwork. Oh, and let's talk about the River Arts District. Yes, eighty-seven. I looked it up. You and I were driving for a couple miles. Mm -hmm. You had the French Broad River on one side, mm -hmm. and gallery after gallery after warehouse of galleries on the other side. Yes, eighty-seven galleries. I believe it. To date in mm -hmm. that district. It was incredible. You can't do that in one day. Oh, no, absolutely not. You cannot furnish your house with artwork in one day in Asheville. No. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. Plan the week. Mm -hmm. Get the farm burger <laughs> and hunker down at a hotel for a week because it's going to take you that long to get through all those galleries. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't just it wasn't just your um, what you're thinking art like on canvas. They had ceramic studios yeah. they had jewelry studios they had oh gosh um it was like macrame studios i saw everything yeah it was it was uh it, it stretched a lot further than i thought it was going to mm -hmm. agreed 
Yeah. And frankly, uh, from what we saw from the windows, way better selection. Uh, of course, way better selection in downtown. Downtown has 32. River Arch has 87 galleries. But not only that, uh, way better um, quality, it oh, seemed, okay. so when than we were, the downtown shops. When we were in downtown Asheville, you did make a comment. You said, like, one of the one of the places we walked by was kind of like more of an antique shop than it was an art gallery, although they had some art in there. Yeah. You did say to me when we were there, you go, who would put this junk in here? And <laughs> I could not stop <laughs> laughing. I said, what are you talking about? You're like, this is just somebody's junk that they brought down from the mountain and put in the store. Uh -huh. And I'm thinking in my head, well, this store is probably $5,000 a month. So this junk has got to be more than just oh, yeah. what somebody pulled from the mountain. But I think there's a part of it that's probably a little accurate. In downtown Asheville, when you go to the river area, it is more upscale for sure. Yeah. So let me guess the arts. So you see a, a, a half cut tub with yep. a flower sticking out of it. Yeah. Uh, a used keg. Um, boots. Old boots. Okay. Yeah. Boots. Spray painted boots. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Um, probably a, a bench. That's, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Some upcycled things. Somebody holding sure. a kite. I thought we have a friend <laughs> in Los Angeles. We don't trot her out very often, but Stephanie works at the Getty. Uh huh. And her term is dumb art. Dumb art. There's lots of dumb art out there, so be careful. We're petrified to bring her to our house one oh, day. I have like to take stuff think, off the wall. She's going to think everything in our house is dumb art. <laughs> but when we're saying dumb art, <laughs> you know it's really dumb. Oh, so, man. And it's, and you know, it's we're expensive. not even like, you know, yeah. cri critics for crying out loud. Yeah. So, so if we're like, oh, I wouldn't get that, you know it's bad. Yeah. Uh, the other thing, speaking of the French Broad River, that I found a tidbit, and I would like to do this actually because it's right across, I think it's right near the art district. Okay. Uh, there's a place called Asheville River Cabins. You can rent cabins and airstreams, parked airstreams with like flower beds and all that other Aww. stuff right across the French Broad River. Uh, it looks pretty killer actually. And I know in the summertime or the spring when the water's flowing and all that, it's gotta be gorgeous. Oh, and I'm sure already booked for the next Probably. two years and it's very Asheville-esque. Probably, yeah. So can I ask you all a question about sure. these hipster towns? So when I think of hipster town, I think of Austin, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how what, what would you rank Asheville and Austin? Which one? Oh, they're you? so different. They're they so are. different. Uh, Austin is very music. Uh, University city, of Texas skyscrapers. Uh, higher end restaurants. Uh, it is higher fashion, more sophistication, more mm. um, rock and roll. Uh, more tattoos, I would say. Um, although there are quite a bit of tattoos in wow. uh, Asheville, but uh, you don't see the mountain man beards in Austin. Asheville is definitely more edgy than Austin. Yes, a little dirty, a little um, sometimes in a good way. But okay, here's here's here, here's a car term. Austin is Audi. Asheville is Subaru. We have a Subaru. I know, but I'm just, it's still a Subaru, don't you think? Asheville is that Subaru. That explains the lesbian oh Subaru, god. explains the vagina. The vagi does. Oh my god. Full the circle. Vagina-shaped city. Yeah. Full circle. No wonder we took our car up there. <laughs> but would you, okay, I didn't even think about that, to be honest with you, about the lesbian car. Um, but when you say it's more of like a Subaru place? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So does that help you, Austin, Audi? Yeah. Yep. Asheville Subaru. Sure does. But um, prices are about, about the same. You just get a different lifestyle. Yeah, I looked at another house. Look at this one. All right, let's see it. 
749. Yeah, so that's what feet. we were that's seeing. Right. Yeah. So Phil is just showing a photo from Zillow in Asheville. It is 1,500 square feet, three bedrooms, two baths. So it's a pretty small house, $750,000. Yep. Jeez. That's yes, about right. Where is it on the map? Can right. you find it on the map? If you scroll down or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's up by Woodfin. So that is, oh, no, not no, up by, no, no, it's, it's not, not by, by Woodfin. Woodfin at all. Oh, so that's West Ash. That's like West, that's like, yeah, that's like I'm looking. the West Asheville region. Yeah, that sums it up. It does. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> what do you got for me there? Uh, I have some stats, but uh, what do you have? You um, got anything? No, babe. I did all my talking. Oh, you're done with Asheville. Oh, no. that's right. Because you, you spent the afternoon shopping, <laughs> buying yourself some things. I explored Asheville, so you stop it right now. You did. You went to all the neighborhoods with me. You got to see like what it'd be like to live there. Uh, so let's talk about Asheville, North Carolina over the last 10 years. Home prices have increased significantly in the last decade. The median home price went from $210,000 in 2012 to 347,000 in 2022. That number has got to be way low. It's low. Uh inventory of homes for sale has generally been declining. 2012 there's a 6-month supply whereas in 2022 just over a month. So wow. most houses, I'm sorry, most houses probably sell right away. Yeah. There are a handful of houses that probably take 5-6 weeks to sell. Um home sales rose steadily in the last 10 years. 3,500 sold in 2019 compared to just 2,000. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, because there's not a lot of inventory. It totally oh, makes sense. I saw the same thing. 2000 and 2012. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, they were going backward in time on me there. Well, the one thing that we can say we didn't see in Asheville, which props to them, HOAs. We did not see no, HOAs. No, they are not ruining the landscape with HOAs. They are not. Um, yeah, no, there weren't too the many areas where the house, no. I think you find that further South in the city. Like once you're leaving, to heading towards South Carolina, you'll find those. But like in that area of downtown and the outskirts no, of yeah. it. No, in like, the city limits. Right. Yeah. I yeah, mean, there aren't a ton of those. They really kept the aesthetics. Yeah. Uh, the downside is a percentage of home purchases by investors rather than owner occupants went from 13% in 2012. It's over 25% now. So That's one out lot. of every four houses is probably an Airbnb. Wow. Yeah. That makes it hard for people to buy homes and grow a family there. That's for sure. Yep. And uh, yeah, so that's it. Oh, okay. migration. One thing. Asheville has seen an influx of new residents and second home buyers from more expensive cities, which has boosted demand. Nearly 25% of home purchases in 2022 were by out-of-state buyers. So you have 50% of the inventory, 25% owned by investors, the other 25% as second homes. Oh, then you only have a small portion left for locals. No wonder the prices are so high, right? Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the, why the locals, like really some of them are, you know, are struggling to get a house for their daughter or their daughter getting a house because it's getting half of it's getting scooped up by what you just said. And then yeah. the prices are skyrocketing. We see this all the time. This is nothing new. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, Greenville actually had a more div diverse crowd. Uh, demographics in 2020, 83% of Asheville is white. I believe it. I didn't see any any people of color. I, did you see any people of color while we were there? Yeah, I saw them here and there. Okay, I saw one girl. I saw one black girl. 12% okay. <laughs> black, uh, Hispanic and Latino, 6.4% Asian, less than 2%. 
Average rent for a one-bedroom apartment, I don't know where they're finding this, but $1,200. That's That's less low. than Greenville. There's no, no way. There's, There's no. no way. Not now. Um, no, I think I asked and I asked Mary. I thought I asked Mary what their rent was. I thought she said it was like 1800 or 2000 wow. So okay. I, I, they have a two-bedroom, I believe. But um, yeah, uh, I could be wrong. That's it. I'll double check. Crime, uh, crime is a problem. Crime is a oh. big problem. Okay, so I posted a picture of the Biltmore on my Facebook, yeah. a video actually, and somebody commented that, I guess there's a naval base nearby, mm -hmm. and that, um, that, that they know from people that are stationed at the naval base, they have a major drug problem there. I believe so it. So that would bring in crime, but I don't know what the drug of choice is. Yeah. I mean, I think in mountains, it's got to be meth, right? Well, if it's 83% white, then it's probably meth and opioids. Yeah. So what is the issue with crime? Tell me. Uh, so violent crime rate in 2021 was 1,000 per 100,000 people. That's a pretty high crime rate. That is big. Yeah. Property crime rate is 5,600. So you're going to get your stuff shanked, mm -hmm. ganked, stolen, whatever the word your is. Your bayonet is going to be gone. Yeah. And then what are you going to do? Papa's bayonet is missing. <laughs> it is. Because Joey's on the opioids uh -huh. again. Um, so anyway, that part is sad. I It feels to me like a city that has exploded to the point where the city administration can't handle it. Could be. Yeah. Would you live there? Uh, whew. I do want to give it another chance in better conditions. But um, right now, I would say no. You? No, I think I was like right out of the gate. No, I, I was just kind of angry. No, too, because I really had high hopes for it. Yeah, everybody talks. Oh, I really it. had high hopes. And I was like, oh, no, why did this happen to this city? And I think it's because it's shaped like a vagina. <laughs> it probably is. Mm -hmm. Which is a nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live there. Okay. <laughs> All right. Do you have a top five and bottom five? I do. Oh, you go ahead. Okay, uh, top five, the Blue Ridge Mountains and the French Broad River scenery. Oh, it's beautiful. What? Yeah. It's God's country. It is. Uh, the arts, mm -hmm. number two. Beer, if you love beer, it's a place for you. It for is. For sure. Yeah. Uh, I like the mountain clothes. You think it's? You think they could be a little more upscale? Are you going to wear upscale? suspenders? Are you? Does this mean you're going to start wearing suspenders? I mean, I like the, I like the rugged look. You Are know? you going to grow a beard? I might stop it. We're can, not not even going. Can you grow it. a beard? No, we know he can't. So <laughs> to put a fake, we're the paste a fake one on him. I know. I know. I'll let AI do it. And lastly, <laughs> uh, there is a coolness factor there. Like if you're going to go, if you live in that region of the country, okay, between Atlanta to Charlotte to wherever uh, else is north of there, Tennessee, Virginia, yeah. whatever. There would be something to say about going there and camping for a week or partying in the town. I would for a never few days. camp in the week. I would never go there camping. Ever. You would never camp there? It's, it's the Blue Ridge Mountains. Where are you going to camp? Okay. It's got to be an area that doesn't have drugs. Oh, you're like, this, that is, doesn't this have goes drugs. under no, canvas. This is, no, this Nobody's, is drugs. What? I'm worried about drugs. What so are you going to steal? No, I'm worried about drugs. You're worried I, about drugs. I am. So it's like, I have to go to a place that's like run by a resort. Oh. I'm not just okay. going to go up in the Blue Ridge Mountains. Are you kidding? Did you like there's movies about this where you go up there and then there's mountain people who are not happy that you're there. Heck no. Would you go? Would you go uh, in the mountains? I wouldn't go in the mountains anyway. Uh, OK, why not? Are you, for real? 
Black people don't camp. Why black do black people, people not camp? They don't work all year to pretend they're homeless yeah, for a week. Exactly. Why don't we do that? <laughs> Jeez, y'all, y'all love. I wasn't y'all love doing that weird stuff. Like I wasn't saying go pitch a tent in some <laughs> random piece of land. That's what it sounded property. like. No, you said let's go camping. Camp. I said they have airstreams and all that other stuff. And right that's on the in river. the city. Yeah. Okay, I'm not going up in the mountains. Yeah. No, it's too frightening for me. I would I party in Asheville. Mountain people scare me. I would party in Asheville. Okay. Then you're going to go missing and we're going to be without a father and a husband. Just stick to the podcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> but what if he comes back a drug lord? <laughs> okay. Be, that's right. With a big mountain beard. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't want a beard. I don't want drugs. I think I, I, I want to stick to this. Throw me to the wolves. I come back the leader of the pack. What do you say? No. Come on. No. Come on. You could be my mountain queen. I am very black and white. You know that. <laughs> you know how I am. I am very black and white. Bottom five for me, hippies. Oh, you don't like hippies. I've never liked hippies. You never have. Doesn't matter what state they're in. I'm sorry. I get it. Like fish, Grateful Dead, all that. I get it. Like, but the minute I see, I see patchouli. But the minute <laughs> I see tie dye, I am out. And you smell patchouli. You yeah, are out. Uh-huh. I am out. Uh, no, everyone knows hippies are the most judgmental people. So yeah. Uh, in keeping with the H theme, homelessness is a problem. Yeah. Uh, definitely doesn't seem to be the same response to the unhoused uh, in Asheville and that what, there was in Greenville. What bothers me the most about this is that this is an expensive city. Same with Seattle. Yeah. It's really bothersome that you have such a huge revenue stream and people are living on the street. I mean, I have an issue with it for real. Like, I don't want to move to a city where you don't care about your people living on the street. Yeah. Uh, there's a neglect factor there. 100%. Or just, you know, we lived in a city that had this problem for so many years. Did. LA so turns not, a blind eye. Yeah, I'm not doing this again. Or so, enables them by thinking they're letting them be and not right. infringing on their rights. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, whatever. We're not going to solve that problem right now. No. Head shops. Too many head shops in the downtown area. Oh, we look need at more you. galleries. Okay. Yeah, we need more galleries and breweries and restaurants and all that. Um, House prices, mm-hmm. my fourth H and my fifth H is high crime. So we've talked about all those things. Oh, they're all H's. They are Look all at you. H's. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. How about that? That was, that was crafty. And I'm done. So I'm going back to one word answers. Go. Empty nest, full tank. Later. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.